0: Place,
1: right, I do. I, I honestly can say that
0: I do. I haven't All been right, to. Go Daniel ahead, get it though. started. I'll be right there. All right.
2: Terry has a show.
1: Uh nah. He's supporting uh, another comic that we know. It's some type of competition, I guess, going on there.
3: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: so. alrighty. Boom <laughs>
3: the world yeah it's the world the world
4: yeah it's the world
1: welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the worst ones podcast Uh, This is a podcast where all the PKs, Preacher's Kids, we come together and we continue to make our parents proud. Uh, My name is Rudy Wilson. I am a PK. We got Terry Wayne in the building. Um, Not
0: in any building,
1: but sure. With the the strip club lights behind them. Uh, We got Janessa Rowland. And of course, Kelly Lee's wall is there. She is in her house somewhere uh, (laughs) and should be returning. But um, other than that, uh, Janessa, let's start with you. How you doing? We know you got a lot going on. You've been moving, you've been schooling, uh, podcasting.
2: Yeah, it's Um, been a long day. I had the first three hours of my morning were meeting. For school or for a job
1: or what?
2: Yeah, for my job. Uh, Then I had to go to my field site, do work for that, came home, did grad school work. And then like uh, for the past hour, I've been doing some DIY kitchen decor rating mm. <laughs> whatever I'm doing like have y'all heard of peel and stick countertops
1: no but I can imagine what it is mm-hmm.
2: kind of like your background in Tampa how you had like the peel and stick tiles
1: I feel like it- that was shade but I got you right no
2: no no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no Rudy that's what I'm saying it's like the same concept because I'm renting, you know, you can't just say, "Oh, I'm gonna redo all the countertops." Right, 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 so right,
3: right.
2: it's like a workaround. Gotcha. Um, but it's just but, difficult because it, you know, air bubbles and trying mm. to, I what's it called, a hair dryer, and it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's gonna look cute. I'll send y'all pictures.
1: Is Chris or somebody, or does okay, is Chris helping you? Let me ask you that first.
2: Yes, he's helping. Me. Does he have
1: more knowledge than you, or is he just as lost?
2: You know, teamwork makes the dream
3: work. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and we are a team. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Gotcha. And the dream will work. Gotcha. All right. No doubt. We'll be excited to see it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to ask Terry Wayne how he's doing. but He disappeared again.
2: Uh, <laughs> Ruby, how are you doing?
1: Well, I'm doing wonderful. I, I usually don't go this early, but I'm doing good. You know, uh, headed to Miami tomorrow. And um,
2: Did you just come back?
1: Yes. But, you know, it's the story of my life. <laughs> I live in my car at this point, low key. <laughs> low key. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to Miami tomorrow and then I'll be back Sunday, in Jacksonville. And I'll spend a whole week in Jacksonville then. So that'll be, I, I think, wait, when is Thanksgiving? Because I got to go to Tampa.
2: Mm-hmm. Next, Next Thursday. Thursday.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Well, I guess I won't spend a week in
0: Jacksonville, but I'll be. Jackson, you should know the major holidays, you know. Like I'll for, I'll forgive you for not knowing Flag Day, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: so so I guess let's technically uh happy Thanksgiving because uh we are technically recording this ahead of time and I'm not sure mm-hmm. when this would drop in accordance with Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to all the people out there. Uh Terry oh, to
0: you mean? as well.
1: <laughs>
0: I met the viewers, but okay. To you too, Terry. Hi but how you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. Things are a little hectic, uh, as you can tell, because I'm doing this on the fly. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a good thing, right? Uh, Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Gotcha. Whatever the hell that means. You know that. You know that as best as anybody. You you, ba- you don't even live anywhere. You're a transient <laughs> of the state of Florida. <laughs> you you ain't right. got a scratch of moss on you. That's, that's,
1: that's facts. That is facts. Mm-hmm. Got gotcha. you. Um, all right. Well, we, we assume Kelly's fine. She's here. So um,
3: <laughs> I assume
0: <laughs> nothing when it comes to Kelly. I'll
2: do, I'll do Kelly. Um, hi, my name is Kelly. I went to the Hawks game last night and uh cheer for them and I don't know if they won or not. <laughs> All I know is she went to the game yesterday. She
0: okay, Kelly, did you have more drinks at the Hawks game or at breakfast?
2: <laughs> at the Hawks game. No Oh really? Wait, I'm gonna
1: say I'm gonna say, accomplishment. Yeah, I'm gonna say breakfast because she, was,
2: she yeah. was gonna say just kidding because I had to drive back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, uh, better get that Uber.
2: All right.
3: Right,
1: <laughs> well, of course, we like to uh bring on special guests onto our podcast, other PKs who uh who live this thug life that we live, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, today I want to bring a special guest, uh, originally from Omaha, Nebraska, but yes, yeah, so- currently residing in the great state of Florida and in, in the city of Tampa. Welcome, everybody, Miss Mariah. Mariah, what's, pop? Hey.
3: what's up? What's
0: up? <laughs> cool? She cool? can't sing like the other Mariah. Don't get excited. Actually, just,
3: actually a little better. Actually, yeah,
0: a little she better. Actually, yeah, she's actually a pretty. She's you know, going pretty after pretty, one of the goats, though. That's crazy. Like what, I can throw what? a football, but I wouldn't compare myself to Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> as the,
2: as the new Piney Grove Young Adult uh, Choir President. I'll I'll be the judge.
3: Okay. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, I think we need to have. I think we need to have like an America's Got Talent style audition. Give us. Rudy, you're Randy your, Jackson, right? Give us an
2: A and B selection.
0: You're, you're Janessa. You're Paul Abdul, and I obviously will be you're obviously out. Simon. Obviously, Simon. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, has to be that way. <laughs> you no, know, she. She, yeah, she. No, she. No, she. No, she really can't sing though. She really, oh, I'm sure she yeah, can. Really, really, really good. but
2: but she compared herself to mariah
0: that's crazy you know
2: no you compare me to mariah i just
0: (laughs) you just defended yourself all right i get that that's
1: fine fine. but mariah how how are you doing And just in general how's life how's work Uh,
2: um i'm good i'm good life is great uh drastic change not working um completely different than, you know, any other time in my life. Um, But surprisingly, it's good. It's good, I've been able to focus on me. I've been able to focus on Skylar, um, Mm -hmm. putting a lot of time into places that didn't have time because I was working so hard and so many hours. So I guess it's kind of a blessing and a curse to a certain extent, but I'm good. Maybe I
0: missed this, but the viewers definitely did. Who is Skylar?
2: Skylar's my daughter. (laughs) Okay. Skylar is my seven-year-old daughter.
0: All um, right, right. Wow, she's seven now.
2: She's seven, Rudy. I, I, heard, I, I, I just want to just clarify yeah.
0: for our five hundred million listeners.
2: Right, right. yeah, <laughs> Skyler, Skyler. is yeah, one is of a kind. Yeah, My seven-year-old, year going on eighteen-year-old uh, <laughs> eight child. Wow,
0: I didn't
1: realize it's been seven years already. Yeah, um,
0: time's fine. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. And so, yeah, it um, tends to do that. When you, when you, when you said that you're not working right now, is that by choice? is that because of the pandemic like
3: um
2: so what i will say is <clears throat> it's by choice because i could very well go get a job my resume speaks for itself i have tons of experience in corporate america management um but i'm at a place in my life where i'm not interested in investing in anyone else's time or company or organization um i feel like i'm at a place in my life where i can put that same energy into Mm -hmm. unspoken right or true as an artist so i said i was going to take this time to really kind of focus on myself and see how far i can go take this little faith walk you know just to see and then you know there's always jobs people are always hiring
0: so i'm not really concerned about so i think it's a little bit of a little bit of both that that whole speech was amazing because we went up and down first you turned me off because you're like my resume speaks for itself Mm -hmm. and i was like i was like i don't know and then she's like I just want to put all the investments into me and not somebody else. And I was like, I love that so much. <laughs> well, yeah, but so so you'll, you know, you'll never get rich working, working for somebody always,
2: else. People are always hiring, right? If you have yeah. experience, you can always get a job. Like I I helped my mom get an interview. So what I was doing previously was I was working for the Ultimate Medical Academy and we were teaching people how to be professional, right? How to revise resumes, how to speak to your experience, really go get a job. I was there for about seven years um, and then I transitioned over to recruiting, right? So it's all kind of hand in hand and then they let me go to COVID or whatever the case may be. So I think I have enough experience and that field to kind of finesse my way into a position, you know, if I wanted to, but I'm not interested. When I think about seven years, you know I could have used those seven years and really invested into myself instead of building a whole corporation or building an organization.
1: You know, I mean, you know I'm all for it. That's the that's the story of my life. I left the United States Army with that
0: same feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, well, it's I'm, a great I'm, attitude to have because it's scary. I've, I've always been well, it is scary, but that's what makes it rewarding. I've always been the kind of guy that said, I'd rather create a job than take a job. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather create my own job. So I love that mentality because you'll never get rich working for somebody else, ever. Right. You'll work to make them rich, but you'll never get rich yourself.
2: Right. And I've always had a job since I was 13, working at the church, the daycare. So I've never not had a job until 30. So it's like, ah, my pride. There's a lot of internal things going on. You know, I have a daughter. So I got a faith walk and all that type of stuff. So it's right on time. But today I'm loving you more and
0: more. The more you keep talking. talking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So before we get more into your working at the daycare, at the church and your whole PK experience, uh, since you are taking this faith walk, faith walk, I kind of want to stay on that. And we will give you a chance to plug your handles and stuff again at the end. But let's talk about what what what. So now that you're on this faith walk and you're stepping away from your jobs and, and building your own thing, what exactly is it that you're building?
2: So I have a nonprofit um, called Unspoken and what it is, is really catering to people that, you know, Suffer in silence. Don't speak on the unspoken. Um, it wasn't until baby like a year or two ago where I realized that a lot of the things I needed to heal from were things that I needed to speak on. Mm. Um, when you talk about, you know, childhood, tra- childhood trauma and mm. molestation and just mm. internal things, you never really get the healing because it's always private, right? You always keep it in house or you don't speak on it. So that was kind of the birth of it all. Um, and then, you know, you think about cultural standpoint, you know, Black people, we don't believe in therapists. We don't believe in depression. The Church, mm-hmm. we don't believe in depression. What is that? No, God heals all. But, you know, there were some other things that also take into place. Mm-hmm. So it was really just something that I created to really kind of encourage those to speak on the unspoken, to get your healing by speaking on the unspoken, whether that be through music, whether that be through art, dancing, painting, the drums, whatever the case may be. Um, it's kind of like where the foundation started, and now I have the time to where I can kind of make this my my second child.
1: So you're are you providing, <clears throat> excuse me, like a, a platform in the sense of like you put on an event and allow these people to perform, or are you like managing people who are using these different outlets? I guess that makes
2: sense. right now I'm just doing merchandise in <laughs> a website and gotcha. <laughs> stuff gotcha. like that. Gotcha. But the overall goal is um, I want to have a studio. I want to go to school, be an engineer, um, because my outlet is music, right? So I'm a singer. So I speak the unspoken through music. Mm -hmm. But I have so many other people that, you know, speak other ways. AJ plays the drums. You know, I have Mm -hmm. friends that dance. So Mm -hmm. the first thing on my mind is to go back to school, get my studio up and running, and then eventually branch off of that, Um, whether it be different instruments, sticks, cymbals, equipment, you know. That's just the start of it all. Um, eventually, yes, I want to host. Yeah, I want to be able to be an outlet to provide, you know, therapists and words of wisdom and, you know, do spoken engagements just to encourage, you know, people to do what's not always comfortable for some of us, myself mm-hmm. particularly. So that's just where I am. But, you know, my brain is just, <laughs> I know where I want to go, but the process to get in there is just oh. you know, it's not as easy as I want it to be.
3: It yes. never
2: is. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, that's
1: not, that doesn't even exist. So you you know like, and that and I think that's my only gripe about social media. I don't. I'm not an old nigga who hates social media. Yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying. Like I use it. I, I I see the purpose in it, but at the same time, I do realize, especially for people who use it, in mostly in their personal lives, it's our highlight reel. So like when we're on there and we're scrolling. It looks like everybody else has this easy road to mm-hmm. whatever journey they're on, and you don't realize they're freaking the fuck out just like we are, you right? Know what I'm saying? But they're just posting the good, I mean, just like we all do. I, I don't always post when I'm panicking or whatever, you know. But if you see me dancing or beating pins or whatever, you just think, Oh man, he's doing his thing. But in my mind, I'm thinking, like, Man, I need to be doing something else, like, this Yeah, I'm barely making it, it. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So, um, so, so the fact that it is not easy, lets me know that you're on the right path, is is, is what I would say.
2: Yeah, and I'm trying to be one of those people that don't, you know, just show the good because I feel like it's important for people to know and understand that things are not always as peachy as they seem. Right. Um, however, you know, Rudy, you know how I am. The, com- the camera makes me uncomfortable <laughs> opening up to people. I'm not really like, uh. right, right. So there's a lot of internal things that I'm trying to overcome, but I want to get to a place where I'm able to speak or even show real time. Like the things that people don't show, like you wake up in the morning and you mm-hmm. defeat cause mm-hmm. things ain't work out or you got this bill, you know, commercial mm-hmm. I see, like, dang, I don't, you know what I'm saying? The r- real life, not social media life.
0: For sure. Thanks. Well, not only that, we, you know, you sound very familiar and you're in good company because Kelly and Janessa, they didn't want to speak on camera. They hated this in the beginning. And here we are <laughs> a year later and we can't get them to shut up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, <What>? so.
0: <laughs> Uh, But you're right, and it actually goes back to what Rudy and I were talking about on the last episode, which is, you know, you should never look in your neighbor's bowl Mm -hmm. to see how much they have. You only look in your neighbor's bowl to see if they have enough. That's it. Just to make sure they have enough. Because when you look in there and you want to, you know, that's coveting, and then you see Mm -hmm. what they've got, and it makes you feel bad about yourself.
2: Yeah, they say comparison kills.
0: Yeah. Instagram Mm -hmm. is the mother of it. Yeah, yeah, big facts, big facts. All
1: right, so let's dive into your PK business. So, oh, uh, so for starters, <coughs> just give us your connection. Like, you know, how long you've been a PK, um, and you can just kind of just give us like a little timeline of things that you've done, and then we'll, we'll we'll just ask or pick apart kind of.
2: Oh gosh, I've been a PK my whole life. Whole this life is something life. I was born into. Um, so it wasn't a choice. What? So you're, you're 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 how old? You're what? I'm 30.
1: Ooh, 30. what are you asking me that? And your yes. and, and your dad has been pastoring how long? 35, 6,
2: 7, 40? Yeah, somewhere running. Gotcha. I'll probably say like maybe 35. Gotcha. Maybe. So before, or longer.
1: Before he even had kids, he was
0: already pastoring. Yeah. Gotcha.
4: And he yeah. was like senior pastor. And by
0: the way, you shouldn't say I'm thirty. You know, you know, you're the baby in this group, you are, right? You are. Yeah.
4: Listen, I
3: just got comfortable I'm, answering I'm 40. that question. How do you think I feel?
0: <laughs> like, I'm forty. I can't even trust a fart anymore. You know? <laughs> what you saying, Kelly?
4: Well, I was saying your your dad was the senior pastor for thirty five yes. years. Okay.
2: Yes, from my remembrance, my dad has always been the senior pastor. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of born into this lifestyle. I've always been in church my whole life. Um, from what I can remember, my dad started, well, when he had me, we were in Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, he was pastoring at Friendship Baptist Church in Lawton, Oklahoma. We left Lawton, Oklahoma and moved to Omaha, Nebraska, where he was a senior pastor of Morning Star Baptist Church for, oh, my God, for forever, it seemed like. And then he just recently moved to California, um, where he is now the pastor of Mount Zion, um, I don't know where in California, but somewhere out there. And he's the senior pastor there. Um, as far as my experience, man, listen, I don't think it's anything different than anybody else's experience outside of being in church all day, every day.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> eating chicken in between services. You know uh, no going out on the weekends unless she was able to be at church on time. Um, so, yeah, we had a pretty... My dad was pretty tight knit when it came to us. But what I will say is when we got to an age, a certain age, it was kind of like, okay, I did my part. May the Lord watch and keep y'all wherever it is y'all go and good luck to y'all. But for the most part, yeah, I've I've been in church for forever, singing in a choir, playing in tambourine, my mom, first lady, my brother on the drums. That's been our existence.
4: So I know one of the big things for me that I've talked about throughout this podcast um is the expectations and the pedestal that they put you on as you know a preacher's kid as the pastor's daughter so I didn't become the pastor's daughter until I was um after college Um, my dad was a youth pastor growing up um but how like how was that for you then and then what does that look like for you now Oh, it sucked.
3: (laughs) It
2: was was
4: horrible. It
2: was horrible, really, because for whatever reason, people believe that the pastor and the first family is above everyone else. And they always seem to forget that we are human just like everybody else. So a lot of times it was always expected for us to be a certain way and act a certain way and do certain things. And we were always held to the standard. Um, I struggle. I struggle. I I was very rebellious. Um, But, you know, my dad being who he is, it... It is what it is. You're going to speak to these people whether you like it or not. Mm. Or a smile on your face whether you like it or not. So, you know, you could tell in the pictures that I was unhappy. It's not really what I wanted to do. But, you know, I don't have a choice. These are my parents. Um, As I got older, I didn't care. Like, I was going to, you know, out with my friends. And their parents was calling my, my parents about what I was doing. But I was with your child. You get what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah. It didn't really make sense. It didn't make- <laughs> and these
0: these was parents. At oh, the it does make sense. Yeah. They you. you <laughs> yeah, these are I mean? parents
2: at the church. Oh, at, well, at you, church, right, you right. see Mariah. You mm-hmm. see Pastor Adam's daughter. Yeah, like I seen you there too. Like you're not gonna tell me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it got to a point where it was like, you know, they're grown. We can we can do what we want, but as long as we follow the rules that came to the house, then it wasn't a big deal. Um, but it got to a point where yeah, I didn't I didn't care. Like I don't have time to fit in a box that y'all want me to fit in. Um, Yeah, I don't care. Like, I take care of myself. Mm -hmm. I provide for myself. I'm of age to do whatever it is I want to do, and no one can tell me anything about it. So it wasn't until probably now where a lot of things that um, my parents used to say, it makes sense, but Mm -hmm. I'm also in a different place and a different age in my life also. So my perspective about, like, expectation has changed. Mm-hmm. um but now
3: yeah i
0: don't i don't, I don't care do you do you, you look like any either one of your parents like dramatically i look like my dad dramatically yeah. see that's the see and that's what i wanted to say because that's a whole nother level because like i look exactly like my father right so growing up I, so like that's Kelly. all that's all i heard <laughs> well yeah but but apparently mariah and i are the only ones born into this right <laughs> yeah um And that is a big difference. It is because you're coming up your formative years and you're under this pressure and it does make a a huge difference just because, and and then throw on top of it that we look exactly alike. So it feels like I'm just a copy of somebody else and not my Mm. own person. You know what I mean? I
2: think that also has a lot to do with like this whole unspoken movement. Um, I know now like me and my brother, probably within the past two years, we're really trying to find who we are and who we are as individuals, because for so long, we've always been Pastor Adam's kids or First Lady's son or AJ's little sister. So now we're of age and we have kids and we're like, you know, damn, like, who, who am I as an individual? Like, right. where do I stand? What, what about me sets me apart? Or why do I not believe in myself as much as I believe in other people? Because we've never had the opportunity to create identities for ourselves yeah.
0: so that I understand
2: 100 percent. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Well there was one
0: of my questions Rudy Go ahead Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go ahead Janice
2: Oh, one of the questions we've talked about On the podcast before is You know part of being a PK Like you said is being at church all the time Or Mm -hmm. funerals, weddings uh, Revival, conferences um, You know The whole slew And all of us had kind of Different experiences with the relationship with our parents when they were always gone, mm-hmm. you know, like how did that, you know, did that affect you? Were your parents always gone, or you know, you got kind of little of their time, where they someone got sick, and you know, dad has to go to the hospital and pray for them at two o'clock in the morning? Like, Heck yeah, did that happen, and yeah. did it affect you in any way? Like, did, was there any resentment at some point? Or, Heck yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I'd be lying if I said I still don't have that resentment that I'm trying to overcome. Um, I feel like. My parents can be my parents because they were parenting the church, so to speak. I saw my parents do a lot of things for other people that they never did for me or my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it jealousy? Yeah. Am I still a little jealous? Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. what I've done is I've tried to overcompensate how I feel in my child's life. So I'm one of those parents that's very involved because my dad wasn't involved like that with me. Right. He was at meetings, he was at conferences, nationals, right? These are things that took time away from home. But I also feel like like you just should have did both. Like there's no way no one's gonna tell me I can't go to anything my daughter is doing. But at the same time, you gotta pay the bill. So now that I'm in a different mindset, and once again I'm at a different age, my perspective has changed a little bit. I ain't gonna say drastically because I you know I'm still overcoming some things. Um, but a little bit, you know, I have a little bit more understanding. But yeah, I feel like There were a lot of times, you know, my dad would get up out of the bed in the middle of the night, you know, to go to hospitals or be gone for weeks at a time. And my mom being the first lady, she was right there with us.
3: Mm. So we
2: had like an in-home nanny, so to speak. She was like a really close Mm -hmm. friend that I naturally grew attached to. So now as an adult, I have attachment issues, right? I don't like to get close to people because my parents were supposed to be there, but now they left and went. So yeah, absolutely. There's a
0: name for that. (laughs) What? It's called an abandonment disorder. Um well I have it too. Don't feel bad. Let me ask you let me wait, hold on, let me Terry. just extend want- that that last question about going out at two in the morning. Did you ever have people come to your house? Did you live in a parsonage?
2: Oh no, my dad didn't play that.
0: Okay. Well, see, but th- that was my experience, was it was less of him leaving to go somewhere else. And it was more like somebody in crisis coming in. to the house and <laughs> knocking on the door it, like, I at like one o'clock in the morning. Oh, come, you know? no.
2: In. Let me tell you, we lived yeah. so far from the church. It was kind of like there was no way you were just popping up. It was definitely intentional. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be some time to separate just from a mental standpoint. Right. You know, when you're a pastor, you're dealing with everybody's issues. Nobody's really asking you how you doing. you just the saver, so to speak. So, yeah, my dad didn't play that right. since today. You don't know his address. Don't give his phone number out to nobody. They want to get in contact with him, they'll call the church, or they will email know, like, He sound like my well, dad. See,
0: but it was different <laughs> yes, for us. Is. This was the 80s and 90s. We lived in a parsonage, which means the church paid for it, and it was yeah. a block away from the church, and everybody knew where we lived.
4: Oh, so. no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not New York, he don't
0: play that. <laughs> 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 I well, good quit. for him, then, because he shouldn't. <laughs> he, it sounds like he
4: had some good boundaries. Boundaries yeah. that my daddy definitely didn't have
0: yeah, um, It's important to have
4: boundaries. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not.
0: Otherwise, you wind up with a comedian as a kid. So, <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, but I had I wanted to ask the clarifying question. So, you said like when your dad would get up to go um, to the hospital or whatever, you said your mom would with him, yeah, sometimes, yeah, okay, okay. But she
0: said she had like a, an info, yes, but, yes. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. So, like I said, that's different see my mom uh, state, well, and we talked about the roles of our moms as first ladies, um, and my mom has an interesting role, but um, <laughs> Your
1: mama created her role.
4: She did. She <laughs> because that was not her ministry. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I don't know how she happened to marry a pastor, because that was not her ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's interesting. Like I said, when you say that you had a live-in nanny to you know, I felt like my dad was always gone, but my mom was there. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, and so for your mom to follow your dad in those spaces where he went to go pray or you know do whatever, um, it's interesting because Janessa, mm-hmm. I know your mom is super active with your dad. Her mom but definitely. Did you have, but did you have a similar? I'm trying to remember. Did you have a similar experience in terms when you were younger
2: when so, your dad left? Well, my dad for. A, You know, I became PK at 11. Uh Um, But even before that, my dad's role at New Beginning was, like, Bishop's right hand. So him and Mike McCoy, or uh, Pastor Mike McCoy, they would travel with him. Like, even if it was, um, you know, something just Bishop or, you know, maybe just the praise team and Bishop. And they were traveling, my dad would go. Mm -hmm. But But my mom... Sometimes went and she sometimes stayed. The difference is we didn't have a nanny. My grandmother, my dad's mother, lived okay. with us. Oh, um, okay. She lived with us until she passed. I was like 15 or 16. So it was kind of like a built in babysitter <laughs> where mom <laughs> did decide to go. We always had grandma at
3: home. Okay. Um,
4: so it was kind of a weird setup and it worked out. <laughs> No, that's interesting. Like I said, because I just wonder for me, um, and I don't even know if my mom desired to go pray with him the mm-hmm. <laughs> in the morning, mm-hmm. um, you know, but she didn't, like I said, I didn't have a nanny or a, my grandmother didn't live um, in the area, you know, and so even if that's what she wanted to do, um, mm-hmm. you know, in my life, she, she couldn't, like she was
3: yeah. a mom,
4: you know, and then my dad did the ministry. But I wonder, like again, I don't even know if she even had the desire to go. Knowing my mom, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but no, I just thought that, <laughs> that was interesting because that was, like I said, different—a different experience for me. So,
2: yeah, like I don't even back to expectations. Like there were certain when I got older, there were certain places I was seeing at. You know, my dad wouldn't go simply because of his title. So outside of him already kind of being mobile and being on the go with the church it was kind of like i can't go i can't really support you i think my dad heard me sing outside the church probably one time and that was in tampa florida so at that point you know i got my daughter i'm grown like it is what it is um but even with the expectations there you know there were certain places that he felt like he couldn't go simply because of his title which obviously put limits on our relationship because to me a title doesn't mean anything if i'm your child Mm-hmm. um and you know we don't have the best relationship me and my dad um I was gonna ask you to you about that. no i'm gonna be honest with you it's mm. <sighs> see i'm working on myself um it's getting better i will say that it's getting better his number is not blocked anymore um we try to communicate here and there his birthday's today i text him i said happy birthday and that's mm-hmm. where it was and that's where it stopped and that's you know rudy that's that's a lot for somebody like me mm-hmm. um so I'm making a conscious effort to, to do better and kind of mend a little bit of this bridge. But I think a lot of damage has been done to where I don't think I'll ever be like 100% on board or we can ever get back to where we used to be. But I allow him to build a relationship. Out. Like he was all I would give my daughter the phone and they, you know, have their own relationship. Not, do you, not that, do you oh, think the ahead. damage has something to do with being a PK and pastoring or is this Say that one more time. time. Do you think some of the damage that you were saying between you and your dad has to do with you being a PK or his role of being a pastor? Or is it something else? It's both. Um, Well, no, let me not say it's both. Yes. 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 A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Just now that I'm a parent, I just feel like there are some things that you should and shouldn't do. Some things you should just act. and some Like no one is ever going to tell me that I can't be somewhere to support my child. Like I don't give a damn if she was a stripper. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If I'm the youth pastor and my daughter Mm. needs me to be there to support her,
0: we're
2: going to have a conversation about it. Absolutely. Mm. But just to make sure that she knows she's not by herself, I would be there. Mm. But I also know that everyone parents differently. There's a mm. lot of other things on the back end. But for me, when it comes to my child, like you're not going to tell me I can't be there. I'm not going to be a parent that's not active. I'm not going to be a parent that's not going to be present. Like I miss shows Mondays and Wednesdays simply so I can sit in the parking lot for my daughter's cheerleading practice and mm. watch her through, you know, the window. She's never going to say her mom was never there or my mama put somebody before me.
0: Mm. When you when when, when, you're, do when we you always say, end up on strippers on the show? <laughs> <laughs> every time when every you show. When you
1: said your dad wouldn't go to places to hear you sing because of his title, did he ever give you did he ever not want you to go? I, I not did he try not did he control you or try to control you, but just even his want
0: or desire. Did well, he Well you said the
2: right word? Control. Mm-hmm. Did he
0: hinder did he hinder your aspirations to be a absolutely. secularly? Absolutely. Oh
2: absolutely. It it's frowned upon, right? You have well, this,
0: Yeah, that's this where you and are. Man that's a
2: pastor. And the last thing he wants is anything that's going to make him look bad or tarnish his image or, you know what I'm saying? Those things play a factor into being a PK and being a, a pastor. Right. Everything that you're connected to can be beneficial or it can be damaging, depending on the perspective of the people that's looking. So, yeah, absolutely. It wasn't a good look to have Pastor Adam's daughter singing at a club. It wasn't a good look to have Pastor Adam's daughter, you know, out and about, you know, singing downtown somewhere. It wasn't a good look for Mm -hmm. him as a Mm -hmm. pastor.
1: Do you think that it's I'm sorry, just, just real quick. Do you think that it's fair that he feels that way only on the simple fact of. He took that title before having kids, as well as in a time where people people then don't think as freely as we do now. Right. So with that being said, not that it is right or justified, but do you think that it's fair that his mindset has been or is the way that it is due to the fact that, once again, he had that title before you guys were here, as well as in a time where titles did matter
2: more? I would say, yes, it's fair to a certain extent. Because when it comes to... I can only speak for myself. When it comes to my child, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Sure. Good, bad, and different. So I feel like when you, be- when you become a parent, it's no longer about you. You get what I'm saying? Now, yes, you know, the church paid the bills and he had this image to uphold. But at what point do you say? You know, maybe my image or maybe my control or maybe my title is hindering the success of my child or the the title is is hindering where my child can go or even her view about life. Mm-hmm. No one ever, no one ever considered. Well, he never considered me or my brother. It was always the church in the forefront of his
0: mind. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
2: So, yes, I think it was fair, but I don't think it was. Ju- I don't think it's justified. Gotcha.
0: Actually, I, I couldn't feel you more because uh, when you when you grow up in that kind of environment, it's almost like you know your place, mm-hmm. and your place is always behind the church. Yeah, I even re- I I wrote a book about it. It's called In the Shadow of the Cross, and that's where preachers' kids really live. They live in that shadow of knowing. Why is this our first time hearing about <laughs> <I do> this? <laughs> what we've been doing? Not, I I never, we I've look. never published it. we it's never come up because you. I'm, I'm sorry, but we we had very different experiences. Um, okay, but but it, it, it yeah, it's we it's about that. It's yeah. about that feeling of like you see your friends, you see your family members, um, and and you kind of you get that feeling of like, oh, their kids are the most important thing in the world to them, and then for some reason you feel differently
3: uh-huh.
0: because you know that the church comes ahead of you. Uh-huh. You know that the church and its members come ahead of you. And then it was even more so on me because my father also had a youth organization, like a nonprofit. So he was working with the kids from the neighborhood as well, and all that. So again, it just brings your stock down. And um, I think it's it's if you want to tackle all those things and have kids, I think you really need to learn how to prioritize mm-hmm. and at least at least make them understand. Like I got to do all this other stuff, but don't worry because you're still my number one. You mm-hmm. know. Agree. Just- See, I knew I liked Mariah. As just, soon as I saw <laughs> you, I was like-
4: Mariah, you brought out some information that we have been here, what's this, week 52? 52, <laughs> episode 52? And had no idea that Terry wrote a book. Like, <laughs> what? I've,
0: I've written you, three books. Actually, did
4: you see all our faces? Like, yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, okay, heard, it's, heard, smooth.
0: Heard. it's never come up before. But I wrote three books, actually. So. so,
4: can we have a book? So, pause real quick. So, can we have a book club about the book in the shadows, and then come back and have an episode of? <laughs> can uh, I come back? I'm to read <laughs> it. <laughs> right. So bring Mariah back. No,
2: you
0: know, we're we're gonna talk about some other stuff before that because there are some there are some bombshells in there that I have not disclosed but look at all that mariah is bringing <laughs> look at here it's like a sweet sweet fantasy <laughs> i can do that for you <laughs> i know i'm gonna do other mariah carey puns <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one. <laughs> Janessa, did you, did you have a question i did okay go ahead
2: um so you talked about growing up or your. Growing up being your dad being a pastor in Nebraska, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that many people. Let me just say, (laughs) I don't know anybody. Yes, there are some of us in Nebraska, (laughs) so so it's like you know, down here in the south, and especially in Atlanta, you know, we're used to Southern Baptist church culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, what is the church culture in Nebraska? Like, I have no idea. So, (laughs) when I was there, it was very similar to the Southern. Church, like my dad is a a Baptist pastor, so you know you got the big hats. My mom used to have like rhinestones all on her big heavy suits, and I used to have to wear the stockings with the socks. You know what I'm saying? So it's always been like that. Now I can't tell you what it's like because when (laughs) I go home, I don't go to. (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know what it's like now but when i was there it was the same right Mm. the ushers you wasn't walking in doing prayer Mm. right they guarded the door you got your tithes and offering you got the typical the standard right church life and that's how how it is back there how was the music (laughs) great (laughs) <laughs> great believe it or not great i didn't know i not. didn't know you were if you was given of nebraska was giving us hymnals or Kurt franklin or listen yeah the, depending <laughs> on the church you, that's all you're gonna get is hymnals
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: depending on the church but yeah it's very similar
4: so gotcha. what is your church attendance church do you have a church home now what did the yeah. church like for you now, okay?
2: yes, I do have a church home now. I absolutely love it. I actually really just got back into church probably like a year or two ago, okay, um. I hated going to church. You know what I'm saying? Like you be in church your whole life. When you finally get free, you like, damn, yeah. I'm free. Right. You need me I can sleep in on Sundays. I know a brunch. Like, right. I didn't know it was like this. Um, but it's so funny <laughs> because <laughs> life sometimes What is, were
0: you doing before that? Just living and seeing?
2: Just Um, life sometimes, you know, forces us back to what we know. Um, And the people that I'm connected to, like my brother, my brother um, is very heavy in the church. He plays the drums, right? He listens to like gospel music all day long. I'm more like, you know, the nugget butt type person. (laughs) So he actually attended this church um, to play the drums and he liked it. And he kept asking me, I'm like, AJ, I'm not, I'm not going to church. Like, no, I'm not going to church. So I went on a friends and family Sunday um, and it was like, the man was just speaking to me. Like my pastor was just all in my kitchen in my refrigerator, like sweeping up the flow. He was just in my house. Um, And I was like, that's pretty odd. It's pretty strange. So I waited a couple months and I went back, and the first lady was telling her testimony, and it was very, very similar to mine. Um, And I was like, okay, maybe this is is a sign. This is a sign. So I took some time off and I went back, and I was like, okay, guys, so if you want me to join, then you know, you got to let me know something because I'm not just going to join because everybody else is joining. I'm not hurt. Like, I don't do stuff like that. Um, And he went up there and he was like, you know, I know you got questions about who I am and you went before God and you told him to give you a sign. And, you know, I'm here like talking to you. This is your sign in the middle of the whole church. And I just fell out. I just fell out. (laughs) Um, And I've been going ever since. Now, yes, I slow down. Yes, I have my moments. But me and my pastor are like this. Um, So I go to church faithfully. I go, you know, Tuesdays when I can. I go Wednesdays when I can. I go Sundays when I can. Just because now. It's my lifeline, mm-hmm. sort of speak. Like I never thought I would be, you know, at church voluntarily mm-hmm. um, as often as I do. But it's like when you go and you working towards better and you want better, you need to be fed like that. So I literally go to church like, okay, I gotta go because I know something gonna happen tomorrow, and I may slide backwards, and I need something to keep me on the straight and narrow. Or I tell my mom like, if anything happens, y'all better call Pastor Nate. That's the closest mm-hmm. that I know.
3: Um have you, you ever I, thought about no, the though. bed, I I call know, him,
2: and he yes. will call me or I will call him so yeah, I go to church faithfully I bring sky to the church I drag her to church whether she like it or not mm-hmm. <laughs> my mama all over again
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm church. So <laughs> church in, Tampa, if y'all ever in
4: Tampa. I'm sorry i'm um, saying so what you doing at church on Tuesday and Wednesday so Tuesday we have Bible study we call it refuel mm-hmm. refuel and then Wednesday my first lady does like a prayer.
2: Mm, okay. So sometimes they do virtual, sometimes they do conference calls. Um, and I try, you know, I try to be there, I be needing it, keep me pressing in the right direction because the lady will go left. Real quick.
0: I was I got- serious, you should try gardening, it's keeping Janessa on the right path. You know,
2: I wanted to, but I don't have the patience, man. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the people like, okay, it ain't go, I just planted it yesterday, ain't nothing coming out. Like, <laughs> well, see,
0: know that's I what I mean. Plan. Why isn't there a that's church gardening works, group? You guys can grow strawberries and tomatoes and watermelons together.
2: I'm definitely <laughs> over for it.
0: <laughs> Janessa, get with it. Hey, right. right?
2: The Ghetto Garden is, you know, expanding. The ghetto garden is <laughs> I only call it the Ghetto Garden because when I started, not this year, last year, it was a pandemic hobby. And all I had was like red solo cups. And so (laughs) it worked, though. It worked. I I I had red solo cups and I had like those silver pans you get from Dollar Tree to put like the hot dogs and hamburgers. Mm
3: -hmm. I had
2: that and I just got some dirt, put some seeds in it and it grew like it grew really well. And so that's why I call it the Ghetto Garden, because I just use stuff in my Mm -hmm. kitchen (laughs) and it worked out. Yes, but I did want to say that was very encouraging because I think one of the things I kind of struggle with at, I'm 32, is um, I'm still a member of my parents' church or my father's church. And mm-hmm. for a very long time, I've been super active. Like, like I I really am the president
3: of the, of the young <laughs> adult choir. <laughs> I really am.
2: And it's like, you know, I'm really involved. And sometimes, kind of like you were saying, I feel like, my identity is wrapped into what my parents have created. And um, we just celebrated my my dad's 21st pastoral anniversary. So it's just like literally 21 years of my life has also been a PK, just like 21 years has been a pastor for him. And like just trying to figure out what I'm looking for. Like sometimes I don't even know fully what I'm looking for in a church. If I was Mm -hmm. to even look, you know, at another church, like, I don't even know, so kudos to you for even finding, because also something else that struggle like trips me up is when I do visit, like, my friend's church, or you know, just go to somebody's church. As a PK, y'all, we know <coughs> mm-hmm. versus performing. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh,
2: we sure. know, like, it's, it, to me in my head, I'd be, like, cracking up when they start preaching or hooping, and it's like, you can, you already know what they about to say, you
3: know.
2: He's a lily in the valley, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> friend to the friendless, father. It, not and not saying that when they say that, that that is just fluff. But it's just like sometimes it's just like man, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> you might yeah, as
3: do it yourself. i
2: to you. start, I guys, can do a whole go. sermon right now.
3: Yeah.
0: I gotta go, Kelly, Janessa, Rudy. I love you all. Uh, Bye, Mariah, nice it was me, very baby. nice meeting you. I hope you come back. So I don't have to do this and we can have a real conversation. That'd be great. You got some some great thoughts. You're very lovely. Uh and have a Thank good you. rest of the show, guys.
3: You too.
2: Bye,
0: There's there, use that for later, Rudy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what I will say um is one thing that did it for me, um, because I went to, you know. Couple churches, my friends invited me to church. I remember one service, I literally got up and walked out and I never went back just because it didn't feel right. Like it, it, it felt forced, it felt like it was all a facade. The preacher kind of made me uncomfortable. So I walked out and I never went back. Um, but at Freedom, it was kind of like I could be me, right? I didn't have to put up this facade. Like I remember one time I had a rough day and I went to church with some Jordans on, some sweatpants and a t-shirt. Like I was ready to fight. That's mm-hmm. just how I woke up. And my pastor was like, you good? I was like, yeah. He was like, well, come on. Like you standing outside. Like you ain't trying to come in mm-hmm. now at my daddy church. There's no way I would be able to walk in, you know, in some sweatpants and some Jordans. Mm-hmm. It's just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But I felt comfortable enough to where I can be me. Like, 100% me. I remember mean, one time I was cussing in front of my pastor. He was like, okay, that's what I was waiting for. Now we got something we can work with. I know, I'm know i finding out who you are as an individual. Other churches, you can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. It's always, oh, this is the sanctuary. You got to mm-hmm. work this. You got to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I have at my church. So mm-hmm. when you do go, you're going to know. And you're going to ask God. And you're going to be like, dang, who was that man again? Oh, what's the name of that church? Oh, let me go. It's mm-hmm. just going to come to you. And mm-hmm. it'll happen naturally. When I was looking like for a church, it was It was Mm -hmm. Mm
3: short-lived.
2: It was short-lived.
1: I had two questions for you. One real quick question: what What size was your father's church? So I just perspective of the pressure you were dealing with. Oh gosh, sanctuary, however you want to categorize it. Gosh,
2: oh my gosh, a number. (laughs) It was a lot of them. I said it was. (laughs) It was a lot of them in Oklahoma when we went. It was a small church that eventually grew into a a mega church so to speak mm-hmm. and then when we moved to nebraska um my dad had to literally build a whole nother building so the mm-hmm. service that we were having uh initially turned into like a multi-purpose center where there was a daycare now mm-hmm. um so it the whole city knew who we was we couldn't go to the grocery store without somebody recognizing us oh, wow. i couldn't drive home from the club without hearing my dad on the radio you know what oh, i'm wow. saying so it it was big. I can't give you a number because I don't want to lie. But it was a whole bunch right, of right. people that I ain't like and I ain't talked to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. Um, and then when you were, because you talked about, you said you worked in a daycare, you worked in a church and stuff like that. So, um, I guess how much of anything that you've ever done in church did you actually want to do? Um, and then I guess a part two to that is did your rebellion come from being i guess forced to have pk duties or like where where did the rebellion come from you say you were real rebellious but then also out of all the things that you have done what did you actually like want to do in church
2: i don't think there was anything i wanted to do in church i didn't even want to sing um even now recently i left probably like last year i left the praise team at my current church just because I didn't want to get back into the habit of just waking up and going to church just to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think there was anything that I wanted to I had I had to work at a daycare. Like, I had to do something. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be a usher. Like, I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to be no trustee, right? So you that, that. You tried
3: know,
2: it. Just <laughs> I, no, I'm just like me, I'm not welcoming nobody to. You don't want to be, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not who I am, or who right. I was, let me say that. That's not who I was. Um, So I don't think there was anything that I really wanted to do when I became like, probably like maybe, probably like seven. Singing in the choir, something I was doing young. It was fun. But when mm-hmm. I got probably like seven or eight, it was like a job. I'm just going through the motions at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think a lot of my rebellion came from one, my dad not really being there. Like I wanted him to be there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Two, um, I think the church is filled with a bunch of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. So it, it became difficult for me to sit in front of these people's face and smile and be this ha-ha-ha person when mm-hmm. you have so much to say about me, but you're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You have so much to say about somebody else when, you know, your hands are dirty just as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that it came from just the person that I am. I've never been a person that you can just control. Like, you're not going to tell me just to go because you want me to go, like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: ever, ever. And still now, you know, I'm that way. But I think that has a lot to do with. But I think the majority of it is my dad. I feel like my dad gave everyone else what he was supposed to give me and my brother, as far as his time and energy. What what about what about with your
1: mom? Like what 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 is what is your feeling about you? Like because you you have a feeling about the distance and the how the abandonment from your your dad. But since she was kind of with him and doing first lady things. Is it, is it as strong or is there something there as well like as far as the abandonment
2: yeah absolutely i remember um growing up and until my mom i wanted to be nothing like her just because she was so in tune and was so um submissive
3: mm-hmm. to
2: my dad and what he wanted um even to the point where I, there were certain things that i didn't discuss with my mom because i knew that it would go full circle to my dad and it'll be hell mm-hmm. um but what i will say is the anger I have towards my dad, I don't necessarily have towards my mom anymore because she's made a conscious effort to be active in our life. Like, I remember when she moved to Florida, my mom called me every morning, every morning just to make sure I was all right. And if she didn't call me, she couldn't get in touch with me. She called my friend. She couldn't get in touch with him. She called everybody just to make sure, you know, I'm good. But I also feel like a lot of that came from just her own personal view of things. You know, when you're out of a situation, your perspective changes. So I think when they finally went their separate ways, she got to you know take a look back in time and kind of analyze some things. And I think a lot of a lot of my anger, she already knew and she understood why. So that's why she made a conscious effort to kind of do better. Mm-hmm. My dad, he don't care. He doesn't care. And I don't care neither. So we are <laughs> we are,
4: as bad as that sounds. <laughs> oh, I get it. This- I think one, oh, I'm sorry, Rudy. No, 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 no go, ahead, go ahead. No, I said, I think one thing that you bring, a perspective that you bring that we haven't, had for my remembrance, but I was tardy for the last guest. But is the parent piece? <laughs> um, unless Terry has some kids and he hasn't told us that either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Sure. He
1: wrote a book about the kids. <laughs> right.
4: So, what did you say? What did he mean?
1: wrote a book about the kids.
4: <laughs> exactly. Like unless he has some kids, it's been a year. We had no idea. Um. You know, is that is that parent piece? I don't think I've ever thought about. Um. I thought about how being a PK has impacted me as an adult now, um, even as it relates to friends, as it relates to dating, mm-hmm. as it relates to those type of things, um, being married and those, but I don't know if I've ever really thought about the impact of it being a mom mm-hmm. and being a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hearing you say, you know, these are the things that, you know, I longed for or I lacked because my father was a pastor and this is what I've chosen not to do for my children or my mm-hmm. daughter you know is like man I've never thought that deep um into it and kind of like I said brings the whole purpose of all of this kind of again back together cuz I'm like I don't know it was just it was just powerful and insightful um just thinking about that something that cuz like you said I have some things that I'm still working on and that I am trying to you know rectify within myself being a preacher's kid um and I'm doing the work on myself, I think, to prepare for whatever's in the future. But I don't know if I'm doing the work as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the space that after this conversation um, that I'm going to like shift into is thinking mm-hmm. about that connection, that correlation between me bringing a preacher's kid. And I don't have a desire to be a preacher, a or pastor, or any of that. So that, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that isn't the issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how some of that baggage that I bring from it how that transitions or transfers into my parents' style. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just something I've never thought about. Um, And I, you know, and I hear you talk so passionately about your daughter and and being there and sacrificing and those things that I think, I know for me, I felt like, right, I wasn't always the priority. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that other people came first, right? You know, a big thing I had in my life with my dad was the cell phone. You know, my dad may have been present in person, Um, But in terms of emotionally me and Mm -hmm. being able to talk to him, tell him about the day, you know, he'll come pick me up from school and is on the phone the whole way home. And then it's like, all right, I'll be back later. I got to go to the church to go do whatever. Um, But like I said, and I'm sure that that will impact my parenting somehow, but I haven't thought about that now. So I appreciate um, you bringing that to us today because that's something that I'm definitely going to begin to unpack now before I have kids i agree i've i've thought about parenting but not
2: quite from the pk connection girl you got an
1: announcement oh uh,
2: <laughs> rudy i've actually thought about this because rudy. Drum roll. rudy.
4: what what hand is that finger on today now Rudy,
2: really, I can't do that to my parents now. I just say, okay, I don't know if they would make it.
4: Okay? <laughs> I don't think they would make it. He edited um, this tonight. He today. <laughs> no, um, no. But like
2: when I thought about when I thought about parenting, like one of the things that I felt that my parents didn't always do the best job with me was like communicating to understand where I was coming from or understanding how I felt or, you know, oftentimes we're told we're wrong or what, mm-hmm. but no one's ever asking us like, well, why did we lash out? Or why mm-hmm. did we rebel? Or why did we say what we said or did what we did? Um And so like, you know, of course, everything was over spirit. Well, I felt sometimes over-spiritualized. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, the Bible says that you're supposed to honor your mother and father. And it's like, you know, sometimes they pick certain things Mm to harp on, but it's like, but that doesn't make you, like, the best individual either. Like, that doesn't mean you are dad or mom of the year. Right. um, So those are, like, the things that i am kind of been thinking about. It's like, man, how... Am I going to establish a, the relationship that I didn't have? How am I going to establish that with them? How am I going to, like, you know how people say, oh, you can talk to me about anything. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't feel like I could talk to my parents about anything because mm-hmm. I just knew certain topics were like,
3: mm-hmm. boys, yep. mm-hmm. sex, mm-hmm.
2: relationship, dating. Mm-hmm. It was like, I never got the sex talk, y'all. I got the sex talk in middle in, in, I didn't, in school.
3: I never got into this thing.
2: You know, I've never okay. got sat down and said, This is how you have a bait. Like I never got it. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that is kind of what I want to do differently. I but think a I lot of it also has to do. For marriage that okay. was I think a lot of it also has to do like with our culture, right? And mm-hmm. our culture, it was no voice in your opinion, right? Mm-hmm. This is yeah. what I said and that's, this is what it was. That's being disrespectful. Right. Yeah. To give your perspective, even to this day. Like I know my brother, my brother when I give his perspective to my dad, me, you don't even want to go there because I'm gonna tell you everything in, in between, <laughs> right? And you just gonna have to take it. You just gonna have to take it because I'm grown, right? Right. I'm grown. You gonna have to take it. Nobody is perfect, but I know our culture is frowned upon, so I make a conscious effort to allow Skyler to express herself. Right? Mm. I didn't. I'm still learning how to speak, you know, through being angry or speak through right. be, speak through my emotions. Right. And I don't want her to have those same type of issues. So now, yeah, my mom would say, oh, you just let her do what she wants. She say what she wants. No, I need her to know that it's okay for her to express herself. Right. I need right. to know that it's okay for her to come talk to me about anything and I can give her an understanding. Mm-hmm. I prefer to come to me then mm-hmm. somebody else mm-hmm. who's going to tell her wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, it was the same way. A lot mm-hmm. of my experiences were done through my friends, right? All my Mm -hmm. friends are older than me. I don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of friends that are my same age. All my friends are like 35 Mm -hmm. and up. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the questions that I had, I got through my friends. A lot of the experience I did or I learned from were through my friends. So it was a blessing and a curse to a certain extent. But I think the first step is just kind of admitting it and knowing what you want to focus on. Now to this day, there's no talking to my dad. It's still, I'm your dad and that's what I say. That's not the world that we live in. So I try to make a, co- a conscious effort to give Skylar that opportunity to speak through her emotions or be able to get it, give me a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times my perspective is not right. You know, my mm-hmm. answers are not always right. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I'm your mom. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know what you go through now in second grade. When I went through second grade, we did basic math. Mm-hmm. Don't we do basic math no more. So times have changed. Mm-hmm. So I think the first step is kind of taking a step back and analyzing like, okay, this is where I may be struggling or these are some things that I don't want to bring into, you know, my child and then work on that. But now our parents don't do that. My dad don't do that shit. This is what I said. And if you don't like it, good luck to you.
1: And I give
3: that same energy.
1: (laughs) So I have, I have one more, one last devil advocate question before we close out. Okay. Being the fact that your dad is a pastor and this could be a question that for everybody, but for the sake of time, I'm going to just gonna let Mariah answer. And if you guys want to answer later, we can. But being the fact that your dad is a pastor. Uh-huh. Um, and I, 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 it's it's safe to say, I mean, I've never met the guy. Um, but I, I would assume that God actually called him to be a pastor. This isn't uh-huh. something he just came up with. Uh-huh. Um, and if my assumption is wrong, forgive me. Right. just just making that clear but so being the being the fact that he has this assignment from God to just say pastor all of these people but then he also now has kids which is also I would say an assignment, an assignment from God mm-hmm. um, I think it's safe to say maybe not correct to say but safe to say that he had two responsibilities that I don't think either could uh just say survive abandonment, and it'd be a good thing. So with that being said, do you would you be okay if your dad just, say, had more balance? And let's just say, hypothetically, I don't know what you did growing up, but let's say if you played soccer, if he was able to make five out of ten games as opposed to any, or were you more or less all or nothing, like, I don't care that the – people at the church have needs. I have a game. I need you at all 10.
2: Oh, I'm all or nothing. Gotcha. But let me tell you why. My dad made it a point to be at all of my brother's games. He also made it a point to be, he raised my older cousin, Maddie. So wow. he was very attentive to them. Mm-hmm. I think when it came to me, it was just kind of, you know, she's going to be all right. She'll figure it out. And I don't think that was fair. Um, now, was he, I think he did that five games out of 10 with them. Mm. Me it was it wasn't any of that It wasn't any of that but I would have Like no either you're gonna be there or you're not
4: Is your brother older or younger than you
2: He's older than me
4: Okay so you're the baby Yes ma'am Okay. Mm. And it's just the two of y'all
2: Yes biologically And what's the age difference between y'all My brother is 32 He'll be 33 in December About two years apart me and my sister are two and a half, and then me and my brother are eleven. Ooh, I think. yeah.
1: Gotcha. Do, just and just out of curiosity, and then I'm I'm done. Do you do you know why it was different with you as opposed to your brother? Like
3: no,
2: and I don't think I'll ever get the answer. Gotcha.
3: Okay. Okay. Fair
1: enough. Well, you have been a wonderful guest. Wonderful, um,
4: absolutely. Probably, well, the I best. Need to come back.
1: <laughs> probably the best thus far. No, absolutely. No, we we'll definitely have you back. You can come back anytime you want. To.
2: Anytime. Uh,
3: um,
1: and then you can just discuss. We don't have to be in your business. You can just discuss whatever random shit we're talking about that day.
2: You know, um, I don't mind. I, I thought it was going to be a lot harder than this. You know, <laughs> you know, I'm not really open, but I'm. I'm, trusting you.
1: I'm making it work. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same space, man. We all, you know, we all PKs. Uh, and that's why and that's why I honestly love everybody else's perspective, because my PK experience was different than all all y'all. Like all y'all, got, you know, like my dad not only has a smaller church, but uh, he's just always he's just always he's he's never bought into just say the pastoral hype. And so because he's so regular he doesn't even pay attention to anything that I do that, you know, like it would, it would never affect him. You know what I'm saying? Like even growing up, like my cousins would rap and they perform at strip clubs or nightclubs and he would go just support. And then once they get done performing, he would leave, you know what I'm saying? Like, so being the fact that I've just always had that and I've, and he became a pastor when I was like 15 and I'm 32 now. So, uh, even the sh- probably the shortest time out of everybody, but my my experience was just always different. I never dealt with any pressures of, oh, you the pastor's son, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like if, I, if there was ever any pressure, it was off of myself, like coming from preaching, doing comedy. Okay, yeah, that was pressure. You know what I'm saying? But it never stemmed from like my parents. So to hear you guys' perspective and, you know, all of that, I mean, it's it's very enlightening to me.
2: Yeah, the expectation doesn't change. Like I'm, I'm growing, Rudy, you know, I have a girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. And my mom still to this day has friends that say, oh, what, you know, what does the PA think about that? Or what does the Bible say about that? So the expectation never changes. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, her son, you know, does what he does, but you never Mm -hmm. question yourself Mm -hmm. or your son. But you want to question my mother about Mm -hmm. me. So no matter how old you get, it's like the expectation that you even create or you want. is always going to be there no matter what. So that's why I think that's why I just I don't care. People yep. not think what they want to think. They're going to have expectations whether I can meet them or not. It's always going to be a problem. So why not live my life and live it happy?
1: Drop some mic. I'm happy
4: for you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so happy for you. Drop, drop yeah, mic. So very, drop very mic. happy for y'all.
1: Well, please, Mariah Trinice, Adams. Oh! <laughs> <Rudy>. <laughs> you
3: you okay, knew well, I was going to do it full <laughs> before. Before the government.
4: Wait, but I missed the beginning. Before we end, but I'm sure you guys already addressed it, but just in case you didn't, because I missed the beginning. Did we talk about how you two know each other?
1: We did not. Okay. Um, So long story short, I, I I pretty much met her when she first moved to Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. and you was pregnant at that time I was already, pregnant, right? right? Yeah, she was pregnant, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was. She was pregnant um, and she was rebelliously singing at my daddy's <laughs> church. With um, an attitude. Attitude, like, out in this world, but I mean, <laughs> singing the walls down. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and you know and, and I was there at the time this was before I, I think before I went to the army. I think was at that time period maybe I don't know. But I was there. I was
2: I think it was before maybe, you went to the army. Yeah,
1: musician whatever. And so I met her and like pretty much like her whole family. And So like we just all cool to this day. Okay. Um and then I just I don't I don't even know what made oh no, and what made me think to ask her to come on the podcast cuz I was at her cousin Isaiah's house who I also know. Um and we started talking about uh aj which is her brother and PK stuff whatever and then I was like "Dang, hmm,
4: I should bring Mariah on
1: like 'cause I brought her on to my other podcast but mm. you know so I figured we should be perfect yeah. So that's just how I'm, it all happened. So yeah. I'm
4: glad you let the Holy Spirit move through you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: They
1: and Mariah, beautiful. if you're curious, I've known them since di- diapers, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, so y'all know Ruru. <laughs> <laughs> Ruru my god brother. Yeah, sister.
1: This my this is my sister's best friend. You know, so we yeah. And, oh yeah. And Terry, we all just met.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Terry
4: is the wild card of the group. He's like, he's yeah, exactly was
3: tame
4: He was really From really like Mariah because he was win it. super tame today. Like, yeah, Terry was. can get real left. He was, <laughs> he was super tame today. Um, but I feel like that he really identified with a lot of things that, that you said, that you stated. Um, that we hadn't really talked. like The whole book thing, no one knew anything about that. I could tell. I appreciate you for bringing that out of Terry okay. because now we have some additional, we're really going to do that book club, y'all. Now we got some additional things. Mariah, we bring you back for the book club edition of Terry's book. I will um, be waiting. <laughs> for sure. No, no thank
1: you. Mariah, please let the people know where they can find you at.
4: Yes, you can find
2: me on Instagram at True Vocals underscore my personal page. My business page is the Unspoken. I got some new things coming, so be out for some new merch and some promo videos. That I, you know, we got a Unspoken podcast coming, so I may, you know, be using you guys to come and spread some knowledge to the people. So we working. We are definitely working.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. At True Vocals underscore and at the Unspoken. That's U N S P K E N, no O. No, oh, we don't
2: do cycles around here. Okay,
4: well, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the media behind the unspoken?
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay Never mind. I'll, re- I'll
4: I'll go back and listen to the beginning. Okay, don't well, I, <laughs> I, let, let us let us stop
1: recording. I'll let her explain it to you. <laughs> just just so the viewers don't have to. <laughs> it
4: again. It again. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. listen to the beginning.
1: Yeah, I got you. Um, well, Kelly, it's on you at church. And all our right, well, you.
4: you all, of you have made it this far in the podcast, thank you. Um, as you can see, that we have had a wonderful, wonderful time with Mariah today. Um, to find us on social media, you know, at the worst ones PK. Um, if you saw last week's episode, you know, I got two rules, and now y'all are in my house every week, you gotta follow at the worst ones PK. That is a rule. Um, so Mariah, you have to follow at <laughs> because now you are in my home. Understand. Um, <laughs> and then in order to um listen to us, to watch us, you know, wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, YouTube, if you want to see our beautiful faces, um, we would love to um I'm tired. We would love to have you <laughs> view us. <laughs> I'm like, what am I trying to say? We would mm-hmm. love to have you view us. Find us at the Worst Ones Podcast and make sure when you get there, you like, you comment, you subscribe and you share with others. As always, thank you to our 500 million, 1,000 followers. Um, we appreciate each and every one of y'all. At Princess kales 51 Hey, personal page. <laughs> Personally. So if, if Mariah follows you, are you going to accept her? Yeah, i accept. Are you going to follow me back? I accept. I accepted five people last week. Out of Ooh. the three hundred, I accepted five. I'm. I was trying to do better. Gotcha. I'm proud of you, Kelly. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, you guys, both of y'all, make sure y'all follow both of Mariah's pages. I'll as follow. Well. I
4: don't have my phone right now, but. but
1: Princess Kale's 51 for all the single fellas out there. She's looking for a husband. All right. <laughs> so hit, hit the DM. I'm going to work
4: right.
1: on my parents' style now. I'm hit about the, to do some work. Hit the, hit
2: the DM. All right. Go ahead, Janice. Uh, you can find me at Melanated Brews for all things coffee, tea, and beer. Um, getting ready for my favorite time of the year, Christmas. Eggnog latte will be coming. Can't wait. It, I'm not even gonna go there. We've already talked about how Starbucks has let me down and how they discontinued it this year, but that's all right. Other people have (laughs) eggnog lattes. So yeah, follow me at Bruce for all of that, and then you can follow my personal page at JRihanna, double underscore.
1: And then shout out to Terry Wayne. Terry Wayne Comedy is his Instagram. Go hear him talk reckless and shit. And, of course, you got mine, Rudy of All Trades, my personal page. We also have at the podcast official page. We do that once a month, last Monday of each month, 7.30 p.m. Last month we talked about R. Kelly. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about this month, but uh, it'll be late. I heard it was
2: so, good, Rudy. I heard it was real good.
1: Yeah, you got – you know, R. Kelly's always controversial. <laughs> That's a,
3: always. Uh, you
1: want to be controversial, you just bring up old Robert.
3: <laughs> Rob. get
1: it done. <laughs> um. With that being said, no, seriously, Mariah uh, – when I say that you can come back anytime you want to, even if you say, Hey, the next time y'all shoot and I want to come back, you will be back as soon as that. So you just let us know. You uh, sure and if it can. takes too long, then I'll just extend the invitation again. You were definitely, definitely, uh, top guest thus far, in my opinion. Oh,
2: thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. It
1: was awesome.
4: This time with us,
1: all right. And don't thank you guys for listening watching. Uh, we are the worst ones, Mariah. You got to hold up two fingers, and we are. <laughs>
3: Top of the world Top of the world Yeah, top of the world